Any comment for the poll camera, sir? Uh, yeah. The, the most popular Republican in the United States Congress was just knifed by a secret ballot in a private meeting in the basement of the Capitol. It's as swampy as swamp gets, and Jim Jordan deserved better than that. Hi, everybody. Um, House Republicans will return on Monday at 6.30 p.m. for a candidate forum, followed by uh, an election process on Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. The reason why I made that decision is we need space and time for candidates to talk to other members. Um, it's fair to say that uh, Leader Scalise wasn't given adequate time. He had 24 hours to campaign. I don't think that was right for him. Our nominee, Jordan, was given a little more time. Not right for him. The conference made a decision that we're going to move forward with a new speaker nominee today. Um, but the space and time for a reset is, I think, an important thing for House Republicans. Uh, Manu, Jim Jordan now officially out of the race. Tell us what happened. Yeah, I'm here right now, right outside this very chaotic moment where Republicans just voted about whether or not Jim Jordan should continue on as the candidate for speaker. They voted against him. They voted essentially said that he should drop out of this race. And now there's going to be a candidate forum uh, next week on Monday for new speaker candidates who could yet emerge and then a potential speaker vote on Tuesday. I'm here with Congressman Dusty Johnson, who is in that room just now. Congressman Johnson, explain to us what happened in the room and is Jim Jordan officially out as a candidate for speaker? I'm not going to talk to you about what happened in that room. I will reflect on what needs to happen next. I mean, clearly there is yet another void. We are going to have a couple more days of chaos as we try to get a sense of what's next. To me, it reminds me how incredibly irresponsible it was for 208 Democrats and eight Republicans to put this House into absolute chaos without any kind of a plan for how we were going to move forward. Now, we really do need, we really do need somebody to step forward, somebody who is mission driven, somebody who is focused on doing something rather than just being something. Uh, blind ambition has uh, distorted this process enough. We need to go find a leader. But you just heard Nancy Mace right there. She she just said Jim Jordan was a plan. She was one of the eight who voted to oust Kevin McCarthy. What do you say to her? Well, uh, let's be clear. Uh, Nancy Mace, it, it's been a long time since she's done anything productive to move forward this broader team. America's got real problems. And this is a time where we need people who are interested in problem solving, not self-aggrandizement. And uh, it's frustrating. I think most of us know, whether you come from South, South Dakota or South Carolina or Washington State, that uh, there are always going to be people who are more interested Dusty Johnson. in uh, okay. themselves. Can you open the mic? Thank you. Dusty Johnson, I'm going to maybe play that again, from um, South Dakota. South Dakota should be humiliated that that pencil neck, gutless, beta male, who Nancy Mace referred to ought to grow a set of balls. This guy is one of the problems. He's one of McCarthy's mouthpieces, one of McCarthy's drones. We are never going to give up on the fight. Now, look, what I tell you at the end of the morning show, Jim Jordan, do not come off the floor. Continue to pound these people, to pound the cartel, to pound the, uh, the, uh, um, the cardinals and the old bulls who are sitting there blocking you and just pound it, pound it, pound it. Let's unmask these people in front of MAGA, in front of the deplorables, in front of the Republican base the grassroots, and do not for any reason come off the floor. So what did Jim Jordan do? Get talked in, come off the floor, and even better, 
Let's be, go behind closed doors. Let's go into conference and have another struggle sessions. We haven't had enough struggle sessions with anonymous votes. And then Jim Jordan, he comes up with the idea he wants a secret anonymous vote, whether he can continue forward. 25 people defied him on the, on the House floor. That's okay. That's fine. We understand it. You did it publicly. In the private vote, I think it was 112 to 86, almost 100 or 90 didn't have the guts to oppose him on the floor. And when Jim Jordan saw, saw that, he threw in the towel, which is fine. We're in no hurry to do this. Remember, it's those guys. It's the CR runs on the 17th. Hey, big deal. So you shut this illegitimate regime down. Big deal. But we're not going to rush through this thing. And for Dusty Johnson... That's about ego. Jim Jordan has been grinding away here, representing the, the, the grassroots for, I don't know, 10 or 12 years. Been here longer than that. But, I mean, been pounding this, pounding this. We wouldn't have had Russiagate. We wouldn't have had any of it. And what did you do? You've done nothing. People in South Dakota ought to turf this guy out. This is the problem. This is the kind of gormless, pencil neck, beta male that infest the Republican Party. And this is the reason we're here today. They will not stand, stand up to the Union Party cartel. They're part of it, and they get the benefits from it. He's one of McCarthy's guys, one of the biggest spokesmen for McCarthy. And don't sit there and tell about the traitors. Say you're as bad as Newt Gingrich. You're totally corrupt, and not only that, on, you're incompetent. And people in South Carolina ought to be getting ready to primary guys like this all around the country. They voted for the debt deal, and they're stopping progress here. They ought to be turfed out. Now, do we have Boris? Boris Epstein. Okay. Duly note, everybody get ready because here's the game plan they're running. Remember, no matter what these people, because they lie to you with a straight face, no matter what they say, virtually all of them hate Trump and they hate MAGA and they hate you. That's not why they're not responding to your demands. That's why it's, oh, it's so terrible. This pressure campaign's so bad. People are calling me up and saying bad things to me. Suck it up. I don't want to hear it. Quit whining. Boris, now here's the playbook. Tom Emmer, the biggest never-Trumper in the House, a guy who hates Donald Trump and is endorsed immediately by McCarthy. McCarthy immediately, he's got my highest uh, endorsement. Tom Emmer's our guy. McCarthy's mask come off. I don't have anybody else, Brian Jack or any of these other people, tell me, oh, McCarthy's so for Trump. McCarthy hates Trump. McCarthy knifes Trump. McCarthy's done nothing to move forward the impeachment. He's done nothing to move forward anything. No support of Trump at all. And he just proved it because he unmasked himself with backing Tom Emmer to be Speaker of the House. And here's the probability Tom Emmer is going to be Speaker. Zero. Boris Epstein, tell me about Emmer. She's honored with you, honored with the posse. And it's, an, it's another day, where, as you said, this is pretty clear. Jim Jordan could have just kept voting. This could have kept moving and moving and moving. And, and who, you know, who knows how it turns out on the 10th ballot, 12th ballot. And now you've got somebody in Tom Emmer who's come out publicly and, he said, and has said that he doesn't have any plans to back President Trump in the 2024 primary, a primary that, by the way, is over. Emerson polled today, President Trump at 59, Nikki Haley 8, and the Florida governor 8. So... If somebody's so out of step with where the Republican electorate is, where the MAGA movement is, how can they even be in the conversation? We need a MAGA speaker. That's what it comes down to. Because 
you look at the numbers, if you look at the energy, if you look at the heat, this is the Trump party. This is the MAGA party. It is no longer the old school khaki establishment Republican party. So, um, and by the way, don't bury the lead. A blockbuster Emerson poll today. Blockbuster. Emerson not being uh, blockbuster, not being a gateway pundit or Richard Barris or Trafalgar. This is a left wing or center left poll. Not, it wasn't so much the 59% for President Trump, which is an amazing number. Governor DeSantis, 8%. The entire, all the Keebler elves are all single digit, one digit midgets. The highest is, is Nikki Birdbrain. Let's bomb them tomorrow. Uh, it, 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 Nikki. Nikki, Nikki, Nikki. She's at eight. Of course, she's up. She's got a little momentum. DeSantis is at 8%. How does that happen? How does the golden boy, how does the, is Casey still talking to him? At 8%, does she still talk to him? Or is she looking over, looking over his shoulder? Is there a better possibility out there? 8%. <laughs> DeSantis will not make it to Iowa, dude. Boris Epstein. Well, it sure looks that way. The Florida governor is somebody who's been completely exposed. Story coming out just now. He tried to pull a, pull a political stunner, pull uh, Israelis out to America. They got stuck on Cyprus for days, stranded on Cyprus. The Florida governor has been exposed as somebody who has absolutely no talent, who's an old-school establishment rhino, and doesn't have any future, let's be honest, in the Republican Party or in the country as a whole, unless he okay. goes okay. and gets a complete... Uh, well, hold on, hold on. So, so, so as we said, as we said, this thing, this thing is obviously. And by the way, Ronna McDaniel and Dave Bossy, and Dave Bossy, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. They got to shut down that third debate. In uh, we're wasting money. We're wasting hundreds of millions of dollars coming after Trump. He's going to be the nominee. We got to get focused on taking out Biden or Newsom or Oprah or whoever's going to be. They got to shut this thing down. It, 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 that's over. How can we have Trump? Being the presumptive nominee and dominating the primary and have Tom Emmer, a Trump hater, just get endorsed by the Speaker of the House who just got fired last week and is supposed to be Trump's big buddy. How is he supporting a never Trumper to take Speaker of the House? This game, this thing well, has been set up back. from the beginning. They either want McHenry, way, which is just McCarthy coming back, or they want Emmer. In what way does a Senate and House leadership with Mitch McConnell and Tom Emmer represent where the Republican Party is today. In what way are they going to be Amen. fighting for President Amen. Trump to walk back into the Oval Office and save our country? And let's be honest, this isn't hyperbole, to save the world as a whole. Look at where the world is. It is falling apart at the seams. Yep. And by the way, you want to talk about money? Look at that $100 billion. Over $60 billion of that is going to Ukraine, and only 14 is going to Israel. If you think that it's the Democrats scam. and crooked Joe Biden are not scamming scam. exactly right, the American people, you're fooling oh, yourself. Oh, and if you put it's a money laundering, it's a money laundering operation. Right. By the way, of the money even going to the border, it's all for processing. It's a process the invaders up here quicker and deeper. Boris, uh, what's your social media, brother? I know you got a lot of work to do with the president. I don't want to keep you too long, but I knew you, you had specific commentary on Tom Ember being the next Speaker of the House. It's no outrageous he's even put up. Uh, so we've got to snuff this, out, this one out now. The specific commentary is that we, the next Speaker has to be a Speaker who represents today's Republican Party, which means fights for MAGA, fights for President Trump, and vitally fights for America. 
My information, the website is hot, BorisCP.com, hot on BorisCP.com, hot on Getter at BorisCP, Twitter at BorisCP, hot on True Social at Boris, the hottest on the gram, Boris underscore Epstein. Stay strong, God bless, and Shabbat Shalom. Thanks, Boris. Great commentary. Okay, Caroline Rent is with me in studio. Matt Schlapp's going to join us here in a few minutes. Caroline, I know you got uh, some particular commentary on this, but before we go to break, I got to go back to the RNC and I got to go back to this debate. Emerson comes out today. Trump's at 59 percent. If, if, if anybody had ever been at 59 percent before, uh, the Murdoch News Network would have shut, shut the thing down if it wasn't for Donald Trump. His number one competitor, DeSantis, Governor DeSantis. And, and Caroline, how much money did DeSantis raise? Well, he illegally transferred $87 million from his gubernatorial PAC into a presidential PAC, so that's a loaded question, Steve. Uh, but he has not raised very much for his actual presidential bid. So those are people well, intending that money to go he, for governor. Has he spent either legally or illegally what he raised or how, how, what the sources were? Did he put uh, like over $100 million into this race so far? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the super PAC, but he's not he's not raising much money on the campaign side, but all of his events are fu- funded by the super PAC. Every single event he does is sponsored by Never Back Down. What's amazing to me is I love the correlation between him showing up to that donor summit that we talked about in Dallas and then just dropping in the polls because this is how this works. His pitch was also the, the pitch also the donor thing is that I'm strong. I'm going to win Iowa. I'm, I'm in better shape than Cruz, all these other guys. How do you make that pitch? Who's doing his analytics? How do you make that pitch to the people who are going to write serious checks and a week later Emerson comes out and just says, you're at 8 percent. This is a guy one time was at 40 percent. He's at 8 percent. This is in free fall, correct? It's been a free fall for about six months, and everyone knows it. All the people know it, but the donor class doesn't care. They're willing to just continue to set money on fire on these fantasy, like, vanity campaigns. Thank goodness at least Tim Scott's pack came out and said, all right, we're not going to waste our money anymore. This query isn't going to happen for him, but he's still in the race. So it's all just bizarro fantasy primary happening over there. I tell you, somebody who knew it and took action, and we always, always admire men of action, Jeff Rowe. Jeff Rowe, the puppet master. Jeff Rowe is going to make more money out of losing cans. You know what's so great? He's stealing it right from the biggest donors. You guys deserve it. Jeff Rowe's going to have more mansions than the Russian oligarchs, and he deserves it because he ripped you off. Okay, short commercial break. We're going to return in a minute. Caroline Wren got a thing or two to say about Tom Emmer. Here's the scam. Jim Jordan, a good man, threw in the towel today. And, of course, McCarthy and the apparatus came up with the guy they really want. The never-Trumper, the anti-MAGA, Tom Emmer of Minnesota. We're going to be back in a minute and break it all down for you. Spread the word all through Hong Kong. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CC. Last month, the G20 announced a plan to impose digital currencies and digital IDs on their respective populations. No, I'm not making that up. That is a fact. Central bank digital currencies essentially allow the government to track every purchase you make. They could even allow officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products or easily freeze or seize part or all of your money. Let that sink in for a second. In essence, they enable the government to take more control over your personal finances. Concerned Americans are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. If you want a physical asset held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, you should call Birch Gold 2. 
But learn for yourself. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and they'll send you a free info kit on gold. The easiest way to become a Birch Gold customer, if you have an IRA or 401k from a previous employer just gathering dust, Birch Gold can help you convert it into IRA into gold. And you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Let me repeat that. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. Text Bannon to 989898. Claim your free info kit on gold. Then call Birch. Because if digital currency becomes a reality, and trust me, they're on the path to make it so, it'll be nice to have some gold to fall back on. It's only worked for 5,000 years of mankind's history. Let Birch Gold work for you. Bannon. 989898, text it right now. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, Caroline Wren uh, joins me. Caroline, I noticed in The Messenger, which is uh, Finkelstein's great new newspaper, and does pretty good coverage of everybody. Yeah. Uh, big headline, Trump World, and this is breaking, Trump World vows to tank a speaker bid from House Majority Whip Tom Emmer, exclusive. And there's a lot of Trump world names in here saying this is outrageous that they're putting up Tom Emmer. Tell me about it. It is outrageous that they're putting up Tom Emmer. Tom Emmer is awful. A vote for Tom Emmer is a vote for Jack Smith's investigation, to be very clear. Wow. Behind every, wow. He's been the whip. Behind every single bad deal in Congress over the last two, year, two years that Kevin McCarthy negotiated was Tom Emmer whipping for it. Whether, whether or not it was raising the debt ceiling, funding Ukraine, not funding our border, working across with the Democrats, Tom Emmer was behind it. This should not be a shock to us. This is the same Tom Emmer who was the NRCC chair in 2022, constantly told us there was going to be this massive big red wave that turned into barely a red ripple. Only reason we even got a majority was because some people were smart in New York who were able to do some redistricting or else we wouldn't have won the majority under Tom Emmer. It's because he spent tens of millions of dollars primarying America First Trump candidates and money that was not then raised or spent in the general election to actually elect Republicans. This man has fought President Trump and the America First agenda every single step of the way of his career. He's worked for Soros-backed entities before and we cannot whoa, allow whoa, it to whoa, happen. Whoa, 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 whoa. How's a guy that's the whip in the Republican House have worked for source-backed entities. Because he's is controlled this fake opposition. News or is this real? This is all real. Okay. And we're going to be having a lot of that coming out in the coming days. You're going to hear a lot about Tom Emmer, and we have a lot of different information to talk about. But the most important for me, and where I really got set off, is I have talked to multiple donors who have had meetings with Tom Emmer in the last year. Tom Emmer's job is to help raise money for the conference. And one donor particularly sat with Tom Emmer, and this is why I love her. It was in Chicago, and she said, you meet me at the Trump Hotel. So Tom Emmer comes over to the Trump Hotel and meets with her, and she says... Uh, he asked her for $50,000 to help elect Republicans. And she said, point blank, have you endorsed Donald Trump? And he said, no, and I won't. And she said, well, you know, I, if you endorse Donald Trump, I'd maybe be willing to give you this money, but is it going to go to help Trump candidates? And he said, absolutely not. Trump candidates lose. Not one penny of this is going to. And so she said, well, not one penny of mine's going to you then. This is not an isolated incident. He has been doing these meetings for the last year with any Republican donor that he meets with. And this is a guy that, that shouldn't shock, shock you. I mean, he certified the fake election. He has been the wrong vote every single time. He has named Nancy Pelosi in a suit, and everyone who watches the War Room Posse in the show needs to fight Tom Emmer every step of the way. I don't know who should the right speaker should be right now, but all I know is I'm anyone but Emmer, and everyone else should be too. Look, as we said, Jim Jordan's a good man. Jim Jordan's a solid man. But at the end of the day, Jim Jordan didn't want this. He didn't want to have the fight. And there's right. all, maybe a host of reasons for that. Jim Jordan's doing a, a really solid job over at Judiciary, and that's got to get a lot better. They announced 
Comer announced today they have direct evidence of uh, of uh, Biden uh, taking uh, $200,000 of cash from his brother that came directly from uh, a foreign source. So they're now connecting the dots. Uh, but this thing, this play, walk me through this play. This is what McCarthy, this is what the McHenry, and you kind of knew Jordan didn't want it when he backed the McHenry play, which is just to keep the D.C. insider cartel, as Russ Folk describes it, just to keep them in power. This move is actually even more in your grill. Because right. this just not only keeps the McCarthy regime in place in the House, the cartel, this is really the never Trump wing of that cartel. It's all about the Ukraine funding. The McHenry play was not, McHenry was willing to be just their sacrificial lamb. They were going to put him up in this deal with Democrats just so they can shove that spending bill through. That was all. And then McHenry, they were just going to probably go get him some job at BlackRock or whatever else afterwards, and he was going to be their sacrificial lamb. Tom Emmer is no different than that. Tom Emmer has said on multiple occasions that funding Ukraine is the top priority of the United States. Uh, I think the Warren Posse would agree with me that funding the southern border is probably the top priority that we should be thinking about. And Anyone who believes that funding Ukraine over our southern border should not be our Speaker of the House. And if you vote for Tom Emmer, if Tom Emmer is the Speaker of the House, it is not Tom Emmer. It is going to be the Democrats. It is going to be the Democrats who are in control. And Ken Paxton laid this out so well. He said in Texas there's 150 Republicans in the State House, 65 of which are Democrats. What happens is those 65 Democrats come together and they vote for a Republican Speaker. So all that has to happen, Dave Phelan in Texas, you just have to get 10 of them, 10 who want to have some budget committee or appropriate Appropriations Committee to switch over and vote with the Democrats. That's the 75 votes that get you the Republican Speaker of the House in Texas, and that is exactly why they were able to and tried to take down Kim Paxton. What they are doing right now, the Republicans are, the Emmers and McCarthy's trying to make a deal with Hakeem Jeffries, is no different than that. And we cannot, cannot, cannot allow it to happen, and I don't care if they have to vote for the next six months or a year without a Speaker. Great. That is all time that they're not going to shove this ridiculous $100 billion any, package down Exactly. What, what's the urgency? I mean, MAGA uh, if if November 17th comes and goes and they have to shut down the government, what's the problem? Well, apparently the Department of Education wouldn't get funded. I'm like, is this the same Department of Education that every Republican candidate has run on saying that they intend to dis- defund or dismantle? It's the, the agencies that Republicans, when they you know wake up every you know six months out of every two years to run their campaign and actually talk to their constituents, they say, oh, I want to defund or dismantle these agencies. But for the other year and a half when they're in there voting against the will of their actual constituents, that is what they're talking about in the de- defunding. And it's actually a very small amount of our budget. It's like 12 percent of actual essential jobs, but I don't consider them all to be essential. Every day that the DOJ or FBI or CIA or Department of Education has no funding is a win, in my mind. So talk to the Warren Posse. The number is 202-225-3121. Emmer is, now they've got a whole system they're going to go through. They're going to come back. I'm not making this up. They're not working this weekend. They didn't go right back to this. You can't make it up. I mean, who else in America does that? They're going to go back, and now they're going to, because they want consultation with their constituents. How many town halls did you have last weekend, folks? They came back and had town halls. That's where the principal thing is. No. It's not, to, it's not to get your feedback. All they have to do is go on social media or answer the phone at their offices and they hear it. Um, so make sure you're giving them an earful, particularly if you're MAGA. What they've put up, and they're going to come back and have other candidates. They're going to have a, a presentation on Monday afternoon. They're going to vote on, uh, at the conference anonymously on, um, on Monday night to get a designee. Then they're going to return and go to the House floor. I think it's scheduled for 9 o'clock right now, Tuesday morning. So we'll obviously be covering that live uh, on the morning show. One more time. When, when folks call their congressman, 
right now, what should they say about the Tom Emmer? What what is it? What is what is what is the position of Trump world on Tom Emmer? I would say the position of all of this has always been the same. It was the same position in January when this fight started. It was the same position when the eight brave patriots uh, voted against McCarthy. It was that you are not keeping your word. You promised us to have single spending appropriation bills. That didn't happen. You promised us you were going to subpoena Hunter Biden. That hasn't happened. You, they made all these promises that have not been coming true. And when the, the Republicans who have been standing up against this corrupt uniparty are doing it based on policy. That is always, it is not personal. What they did to Jim Jordan today was personal. The 25 that voted against him had nothing to do with policy. They had no actual reasons that they could give other than personal reasons. And that's why you saw Matt Gates and Matt Rosendale and the others say, you know what, fine, we're gonna, we'll remove ourselves. We, vote us out of the conference. Do whatever. We don't care. We're tell, here tell, to tell do folks this what happened. Right Some reasons. people may not have heard. What, what did Gates propose that would happen with the hard eight? Some of the the 25, they, they were not doing this against Jordan because they didn't, they did, disagreed on policy again. It, they wanted to punish the hard eight. And so McCarthy and, or, I mean, um, Gates and others said, fine, punish us. I don't care. We will censor ourselves. We will remove ourselves from the conference. Whatever it is that you want, we'll remove ourselves from this whole process. Do this vote based on policy and off the will and needs of the constituents who have been yelling and screaming as loud as possible, saying that we cannot continue off of this financial cliff that you are taking us. That is what this has always been about. It has been about the Ukraine funding and the different financial packages that they're doing. And it was a very selfless act that Rosendale and McCarthy came up Big. and did. And you know what? It doesn't matter because they give Jim Jordan three votes. Kevin got 15. Yep. He, remember, he continuously lost more votes and said, oh, Jim keeps, you know, went from 20, 22, 25. Hello, do you remember the McCarthy vote? It worked backwards, backwards, what, backwards what, what, until they got to, 12, to vote 12. Like 20, exactly. Yes, exactly. So give me a break. We should have stayed. They should have stayed there all day, all night, all weekend voting. But frankly, you know, these guys have plans. They got to go down to Palm Beach this weekend or Naples or wherever else they've got Look, know, the weddings day, it, or fundraisers. Maybe, or, Jordan, maybe Jordan just didn't want it enough, and yeah. that's okay. I want to pivot in the couple of minutes we got left. These, uh, the RNC, the polling that came out today, and the continuation of these debates. Another debate in Miami, and this is with NBC, so this is going to go broadcast all over the country. You're going to have more lies about President Trump, more misrepresentations about President Trump. Why is the RNC maniacally focused on pushing these debates on a primary that's over? Well, I, I mean, just look how bad this is. We had this fight over Ronald McDaniel, too, and 168 people, essentially an Illuminati, got to chose who our Republican leader is. Can you imagine right now if we had uh, Rick Scott as majority leader and we were able to have uh, Jim Jordan as our Speaker of the House, Donald Trump back in the White House, Harmeet Dillon or Mike Lindell as RNC chair? What a different country we would be living in right now, but we can't, this, the Uniparty is digging in their heels deeper than I've ever seen, which means we need to be fighting harder than I've ever seen. What is so ridiculous about these RNC debates is the RNC hasn't reported yet, but I suspect that they're going to have somewhere between 5 and $7 million cash on hand. I cannot on a, even believe... A year, a year from election day. A year from election day, how anemic that is. Now, we, there's a lot of reasons why, but mainly the <clears throat> no Republican donor I know believes that they will be good stewards of that money or use it well, as evidenced by them spending millions of dollars on these ridiculous debates. So if no other reason than not to have these. It's the cost of them. Why are we spending all this money to have a bunch of D team, C team debate each other when, you know what, like just just have them just go on Newsmax and have Chris Ruddy have them all there. But like instead we have these ridiculous productions. The RNC goes down. They get a hundred person room block at the four seasons. They invite the nine remaining donors that they have to come out for four days to do what? I don't mix and mingle if the with Keebler elves these are folks. Making, If the Keebler elves are making some progress, you might be able to justify it. Right. DeSantis is at 8% in the last poll. Nikki Haley, who's got the momentum, she's at 8%. 
everybody else is at is at everybody's in single right. digits. Some of them are in low single digits. There's all this is doing is to, it's opportunity cost. It's sucking yeah. time and energy away. How do people get to you? How do they get to social media? Where they find out everything you're working on? Sure, you can find out at Caroline Rand on Twitter, Getter, mm-hmm. Truth Social, any of the social media sites. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. We'll be back in a moment. Matt Schlapp, head of the chairman of uh, CPAC, is here. It's a strategy session. The most important CPAC we've ever had, I guess traditionally, historically, it's been the one that Ronald Reagan showed up. I would bet that this coming uh, end of February, this CPAC will be the most important CPAC yeah. in the history of the organization. Matt Schlapp's going to tell you why next in the war. It's all started, everything's begun, and you are over, because we're taking down the CCP. Are you prepared for the unthinkable ahead? We all need to pray for the best, but prepare for the worst. That means stockpiling emergency food before it's too late. Right now, go purchase a three-month emergency food kit from MyPatriotSupply.com. This is the nation's leader in self-reliance. Order your today by going to MyPatriotSupply.com. Every family member needs their own kit when disaster strikes. These three-month kits from MyPatriotSupply.com give you an abundance of delicious meals, providing over 2,000 calories a day. You'll have plenty to eat when everyone else is scavenging empty store shelves. Stock up now because you won't get a warning when disaster hits. Order by 3 o'clock today, and your order ships the same day for free. The unthinkable can happen at a moment's notice. So don't wait for a crisis to hit. Prepare today and become self-reliant no matter what the future holds. And remember to pray. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com, MyPatriotSupply.com. Use your agency. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. We're at the CPAC uh, strategy session. First off, uh, breaking news. Um... BLM has shown their true colors. They're not just pro-Hamas. When you say pro-Hamas, it's pro-Muslim Brotherhood terrorist. There's a huge article that you guys, one of your initiatives with Ted Cruz, are going to boards of directors and, and making sure that people are taking ownership of backing BLM and taking down things, forcing their hand. That's right. Do you back them? And if you back them, you're backing, uh, you're backing basically murder, and assassination, rape, and torture of the Israeli people? So this is a twofold thing here, which the first thing is let's hold these uh, companies accountable that have gone full woke. We know they're mostly white CEOs who are virtue signaling so they don't get forced out of the positions they're in and their lucrative deals. So, uh, you know, when you go after these people who are on the boards of these companies, they don't like it. They don't really have much of a public profile. When they do get media attention, it's because uh, it's a puff piece on what, what a brilliant person they are strategically or financially. Uh, and so we're staying on this BLM case. And the big news is, is that uh, thanks to the help of uh, Ted Cruz retweeting our tweets, that Coca-Cola pulled down their comments on BLM. Um, you mean they're is, pro comments? Yeah, they're pro comments on BLM. We haven't really had any company take a step back. Wow. And we got to get more companies to do that. Now, what's the other piece of the story? The other piece of the story plays into your coverage of the speaker's race, which was what I tried to explain to Scalise and McCarthy as we were going into this latest election was we had a chance, those of us who are Republicans, had a chance to 
divorced the Republican Party from both the truth and the perspective that we were a held captive of large corporations. Big time. You could actually separate yourself from these large corporations. Why? Because these large corporations said they wouldn't use any PAC dollars to anybody who were election deniers. So you had a majority, right, of uh, 90% of the corporate PACs not agreeing to fund any of the races that McCarthy yeah. and Emmer and these guys Remember, were they saying, bailed on us right away. They bailed right, on us right away. So right I said, President Trump went to Mar-a-Lago. They said, we're out. You guys are finished. My point to McCarthy and Scalise was, why don't you go right back at him and say, when we get this majority, we're never meeting with you. They both thought that was too aggressive. And that's the problem we have. They don't want to play that game. And the game is, we actually don't need you anymore. If we are connected to the voters across this country and divorce ourselves from K Street and Wall Street, will be a much healthier movement. What you have the grassroots. This is Main Street versus K Street. That's what this battle comes down to right now in the House. Put it in perspective. You've been doing this a long time. Is this the most important fight we, we've ever had? Steve just called me old, but it's okay. I can handle it. And, yeah, I've been doing this. You know, I'm, I'm such a loser. I've been doing politics my whole adult life, except for, like, a brief stint when I opened up a business for my dear mother. That's it. I've been doing, you know, and I've had to, people like you, you, you've made me forget all these things I thought I was smart and I knew because it's a whole new world out there. And I do think here's the whole thing on the speaker that people don't get. Let's take all the personalities out of it. When I was a staffer in the House of Representatives and Newt Gingrich, who failed the speaker, no one realizes that he got kicked out. Why did he get kicked out? Because we actually want to make a spending fight. And the only way you'll ever change Washington is through the power of the purse or unless the Supreme Court does its job. There's only two ways this happens. And what we have as Republicans is we've constantly elected leaders who will not make the spending fight. Now, some of them won't make it because they want to spend a lot of money. But a lot of them won't make it because they felt like we got our butts kicked by Bill Clinton back, back in the 1990s. This is 30 years ago, and they're still in the fetal position over the fact that Dick Morris outmaneuvered them a little bit. And today, what they have to do is shed the lessons of the past and ask themselves, this discretionary spending that we're you talking about? You think that's tied back to the 90s where they, yeah, they, they, totally they interpreted the lesson Completely. that instead of people want the federal government to be you, – you want limited government, and the way you do is get to stop the spending – their lesson was the exact opposite. We'll be defeated unless we keep up with the spending. And that's why no matter what they say, that's right. they come here and so do it. So Reagan shut down the government eight times in eight years as, as president. It was the tool. It's the tool. By the way, all of history with parliaments is having a fight over the power right. of the purse. You never get anything you want unless right. you leverage everything you have. Ronald Reagan knew that, and he got a lot of changes, not as much changes as we wanted. So when that new majority came in in 1994, we, our head was, I was a staffer, our heads were full of steam, we were going to close down this government, that's what it took to get change, and we felt like we lost, because Bob Dole and the Senate Republicans, this will shock you, gave in and said, no, no, no we can't do this shutdown thing, this is crazy, we're getting bad, we're getting hate mail. Uh, we can't get hate mail, we're politicians, we've got to get love mail. And so they don't want to have the power of the purse fight. But, Steve, it's only like 13% of the budget now. As you know, the whole government's on autopilot. It's not even the same setup as it was in the 1990s. Now everything's on autopilot. You're talking about very, very little disruption in a shutdown. We, even though it's a little bit, we better use it. As we will never defund this weaponized bureaucracy. Have you ever seen the grassroots as fired up as they are about this fight? This and a combination of things. The first thing is, is they're scared to death about what's happening in places like Georgia. They're scared to death when they know that there are thousands of people being terrorized by the FBI and the DOJ. They're scared to death when they, when they realize what's going on in their schools. You mean when you see the people that stood up 
as citizens and try to have some effect into the 2020 election. When you're seeing them rolled up yes. and prosecuted, it may go to prison for multiple years, like in Wisconsin. But the Georgia. guy the other day who just was prosecuted for putting out a meme against Hillary six Clinton. months in prison. This is you know, this is basic First Amendment stuff, and people are scared to death about that because they don't know what's coming next for them. Now, the bad news for the left is is that our people realize that if we don't win this time, right, we got to win big to win because of the cheating. If we don't win this time, they kind of think it's all down the drain. So, like, we can look at that and say that's bad for us because a lot of people are being uh, cooled or chilled from being more politically active. I think it's the opposite. I think we're going to have people do things they never would have considered doing in a legal context to win this race. You mean grassroots and other people Absolutely. volunteer to do something? Talk about that because uh, you're out here strategizing with people. you got some amazing speakers, amazing advisors. Why is CPAC next year? It's in the end of February. That's right. The back, back in the swamp. Back in, in D.C. Why is this one going to be so important? Uh, because I think this is the make it or break it. I mean, everyone always says the most important election, yada, yada, yada. We all know this. You know, they're trying to put Donald Trump in prison. And you said this in your remarks. They're going to do everything it takes to stop him. And we're going to it's do it. zero probability they will allow him to come back in, right? That's right. And we say it's zero probability right. that he will not go back in. That's right. That gap is what 2024 is all about. That's exactly right. And the, the, we know if we're going to win this country, it's not, we're not going to win it because we raise more money, right? We're not going to win it because we had more praiseworthy editorials in our newspapers and, and our TV stations, right? That None of that is operable anymore. How are we going to win this thing? It's going to be the, the guy that doesn't have power and doesn't have wealth uh, who's going to stand up and defend the country. And I don't mean doing anything inappropriate. I mean very basic things. And it all starts with the idea, think about this. You're allowed to leave your home, get on a bus or an airplane or get in your car. They still let cars be legal and go assemble. And, they, and what the left is, is simply trying to do is make it so we can't assemble anymore. Because when we assemble, they're going to use words like insurrectionist, terrorist, blah, 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 domestic terrorist. Steve, if we go to mass, we're domestic terrorists these days, well, right? Of course, exactly. The Latin mass particularly, right, according to the FBI. So this is a very serious question. Will we do what it takes to save the country? And I think... Um, I think CPAC actually scares them, which is why I think they come after us so much. I think that they feel like they're just about ready to break their back of these grassroots conservatives across the country. And I don't really love the word conservative anymore because I think it's just America and civilization. And I think we're going to show them this year, we're going to get a four-year delay in their attempt to destroy our civilization, a four-year delay. Now, the long what do you term, mean because we're, we'll win we get in Trump 2024 for four years. We get Trump for four years. What are we going to do after that? That's going to be right. the next great the, question. Big question. Because you're not going to take this thing apart in four and years. And I don't think... You can stop it. You can stop it and do some turnaround, but this is a 20-year project. But I don't think Trump should pick a VP who's his heir apparent. I think Trump should pick a VP who helps him rip out the gears and change the government, and then we're going to have this big conversation about who's the follow-up to Trump, and I think that's going to be an important conversation. It's going to be huge. Talk to me about one of the things in 22 that I think people admit, TikTok and other technology that got young people, and, and not just that, people under 40, maybe not young people, people under 40, more engaged. Is, is CPAC going to address that? Are you going to have an aspect that addresses technology as an active part of, as active part of not just get out the vote, but to mobilize people? Yeah, absolutely. Matter of fact, one of the things that's the most exciting uh, meshing of politics and, uh, and markets is the idea that a lot of our uh, donors and activists are also in this conversation. You know, Eric Prince is here. 
uh, Eric Prince hopefully will be joining our board, and uh, he's, wow. he's got some great new technology. And the takeover is head of security? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, if people keep talking about Cash Patel being the head of the FBI and the CIA, he's, I don't know. Can you see Eric Prince being the head of the FBI? First CIA, off, I that want, here's what I want. Granola State. Cash at CIA, Eric Prince at DOD. I want the TV rights for the confirmation hearing. I'll be a billionaire. It'll be the most over the top. We're just doing three in a row. This is, that's pure Trump. And I'm going to talk about someone who's in the room here, Revere Payments. Uh, that is a very important piece of the infrastructure by which if you're running a business and you have online sales, you've got to use non-woke options. Big time. Uh, we've had a huge problem with this at CPAC. We're yeah. constantly being canceled. We're constantly getting letters from lawyers on this, that, or the other reason. We have to have an ecosystem that protects our ability to do financial no, The payment system was one of the most complicated to set up, and you can't have a patriot economy until you have a, patriot, uh, a payment system that doesn't get – you don't get shut down. Or and we're all going to get Eric's phone. The unplugged yes. phone, it's got its own ecosystem, it's got its own communication Eric's system. Eric's going to be here tomorrow. You remember the 300, 300, we were the test, though. There are 300 of the Warren Posse got the first ones. 500. Just delivered. He lied to you already. Eric, he's <laughs> sneaky. He's so. sneaky. No, no, he knows. Where's he, Boris when I need him? He, he, he knows, no, he knows that it's... It's your community, Steve. Quite yeah. frankly, that um, we're going to have to promote these products in new and ways. But that's where ways. we got test. That's where we get test the beta site and make sure everybody it all works and people are happy. What I like about it is in the in the presentation you first did it, a young person I think that got to the age of t- thirteen would have already had seventy two million impressions, advertising mm-hmm. impressions, to form their character, and that's one of the reasons this phone you, you don't get anything. I mean, they've really worked on this to make sure it's blocked. Not just from a security standpoint, you can use it because Eric, as you know, is all over the world. But that it actually, if you get it from members of your family, it can actually block all the garbage, all the bilge that comes in and, and tries to tries to get around them. So that's where we're really excited. That whole patriot economy of these different vendors that are trying to build uh, companies that uh, so people don't have to give money to people that hate them. That's and right. And, and think about your phone is, is such a ubiquitous item and uh, all of it, all of it. Is going to bad stuff, bad people, people Terrible. who hate the country. And uh, if we can actually have – this is the most important part of all the innovation is to make sure your phone is separated from it. Then we get the online payments uh, taken care Big of time. with Revere Payments. We're going to get law firms. We're going to have separate financial institutions. But you let me tell you – Banks, insurance companies, all of them. N- none of this is going to work if we don't win in no, 2024. We win. Uh, for CPAC, what should people be planning on? How do they follow you? When's this going to take place? Because this is going to be the, the most, this is even going to be more important than when President Reagan came. So we're going to try to lose as much money as we can on CPAC because we're just like practically selling the tickets for nothing. We've done this for the very first time since I've been chairman is uh, for the whole four days, it's less than a hundred bucks. Wow. You can go to our website right now, CPAC.org. There will not be a financial reason why you can't be at CPAC if you're a kid. A hundred dollars for four days? Yeah, and if you're a kid, it's 50 bucks. So uh, there's no reason not to be there. Um, and, and I think, look, it's a, it's a big screw you to uh, those folks that want to keep all of the patriots out of their nation's capital. They want to make them feel like you might get arrested, that they're going to hassle you. And CPAC is a big pushback to that. And I would just say this, Donald Trump's always had an affinity toward, uh, to come into CPAC. He's come every single time he possibly could. Um, like Reagan before him, Reagan went for something like 13 years. Um, and by the way, CPAC was established to make Ronald Reagan a national presidential figure. Exactly. So the fact that CPAC has a warm and cozy relationship with Donald Trump, I think, is a good thing. For those for those people that try to make it sound like it's a bad thing, they're wrong. Kind of made him a national political figure. He uh, sure did. Social media, how do people follow you? M Schlapp, at M Schlapp, on everything. 
and the in the in the in the uh, the Twitter gets a little spicy. Yeah, I get yelled Mercedes at. Mercedes not on top of that all the time. I get yelled at. Yeah, Do you get you, yelled I, at by your daughter sometimes when you no, say things? No, she's she's, she's, worse, she's worse than I am. Is she? She's a hundred times worse. She's the. She queen. seems so she, sweet. She's sweet, but she's she's like Grace Chandler, the queen of the hot takes. Well, nasty. I, that, they get nasty. That doesn't happen in the slap household. I am often chastised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, well, Mercedes is classic. But you know what she says to me? She says she yells at me, and then like a year later, she goes, "You know what? You were right." So you know it all works out. Okay, we're gonna take a short commercial break. Back in a moment, Matt. Thank you so much. Back in a moment, CPAC. If you're sick and tired of the globalist leftist takeover of America's corporations, go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon and support a company that actually believes in America. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Let me repeat, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Glenn Story and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I'm proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left, without funding people that hate you. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT, P-A-T-R-I-O-T, 878-PATRIOT. The party right now has Get to make a decision, and it's their decision to make. We have party Bannon. processes for a reason. We need but to stand together. Ultimately, if you listen to what Trump is saying, you don't just sort of regard him as a, um, as a spectacle, but you will Bannon listen to what he's saying. Yeah. He's basically Patriot. portraying a future for America if he is put back in the White House, in which we don't have another election after yeah, that. That's ever. Right. Because the elections are all rigged, that the democratic process can't be yep. trusted, that Congress should just work for him, the Justice Department should just work for him. That's a strong man form of government. That's Don't not what we have. He'd cancel the news, like the right. news are done. The, yeah. He wants to put MSNBC on trial for treason so yeah. that he can execute us. I mean, this is... And this he will is, put Rudy Giuliani on the Supreme Court. If he makes it that long, yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, it is... that <laughs> The Republican Party is, if they're going to if elevate somebody like that to represent their party in a, in a general election. Not only do we have a 50-50 shot of him being back in the White House, any major party nominee has a 50% party sh- yeah. a 50% right. shot, but the Republican Party will have to reckon with that for the, till the end of time mm-hmm. in terms of what they did to this country. Wow. He cannot elect someone with zero foreign policy experience and an isolationist view. Mm-hmm. With I mean, We're literally watching uh, uh, Putin's going to China, Biden's going to Israel. We're watching all all these things we we all experienced the supply chain she thinks that msnbc was msnbc is going to be arrested and, and tried for treason this is her worry she's not too paranoid is she by the way rachel it's not all of msnbc just remember that not all of msnbc just maybe some of the more important personages for treason Okay, uh, we got a work head off for us. Tomorrow we're going to be back 10 to noon live.
here in uh, Vegas with um, at CPAC Strategy. We're going to have Eric Prince, Dinesh Souza. I'm going to try to track down Matthew Whitaker and a lot more. We got our work cut out this weekend. McCarthy and the team. Here's a, okay. The first play was McHenry. Remember McHenry, and that was going to be a coalition government with the uh, with Hakeem Jeffries. Now, and they realized people rejected. It. Remember, I told you in the room the other day when they asked for a show of hands, only 20 people put their hands up. Of 200, I think 220 were there. There were a couple missing. 200 against. So the McHenry plan was dead, and this is something they had worked on and they pushed. And this is all to get these supplementals done, to get another CR done, to get an omnibus done. That's all they care about. All they care about is the same games that have always been played by the Washington, D.C. insider cartel uniparty. Now they've taken it one step uh, to the next level. And that next level is that they are putting up Tom Emmer as a speaker. And McCarthy, McCarthy immediately endorsed him. Immediately. And the reason they immediately endorsed him, they've been working on this one as an alternative to Jordan. And I really take offense at Dusty Johnson saying that Jordan did this for ego. Jordan was put up to this by the conservative movement as the lead conservative. Somebody has been at House Freedom Caucus for years. He's a good man. He's a solid man. I think you could tell his heart was not in the fight. He's a good guy, but, you know, they're horses for courses. And, and Jordan made a decision today by coming off the floor. And I told his guys, the moment you come off the floor is the moment his speakership ends. You cannot get behind closed doors with these demons. And what did they do? He recommended they put up to a closed vote. He had 25 people. This is the caliber of people you're talking about. 25 people voted against him in public. And the reason is they were taking incoming from this audience nonstop. And behind closed door, they added about another 90 votes. 90 people behind anonymity would tell you what they really thought. That's why this conference, we've argued from day one, whichever way the chips falls, it got to be in public. We need radical transparency. Speaking of radical transparency, the Treasury Department has come out with the number. It is $1.7 trillion, which is a 23% increase over last year. But more importantly, I think it's $700 billion more than they said it was going to be when the debt deal was cut. And I will tell you, E.J. Antoni is going through the numbers. We're going to have him on tomorrow morning. We're going to break it down. It's the true tree. And I said, you're going to see that the 300 billion, and this is what took him a week to do, the the messing with the accounts is all about the student debt. And these other things are moving around just for optics. It's a $2 trillion deficit that has to be financed uh, with new money. And of course, the $8 trillion has got to be refinanced. This is one of the reasons stock market's crashing, the bond market's crashing, mortgages are at, what, 20 year, 20, 20 or 25 year highs, lowest mortgage demand in, in 20 years as mortgages at 8%, the 10 year treasury, which remember the 10 year treasury drives your entire financial life that goes over 5%. And of course, CNBC today, big, big headline, 10-year Treasury hits 5%, stock market crashes. We told you that on Warham. Make sure you go to birchgold.com. You must understand what's in back of this. You must understand. We don't give financial advice here, although I would tell you to call your financial advisor and say, hey, bro, you told me these government bonds were risk-free. How come they're only trading for 50 cents in the dollar? Mark to market my portfolio. You're going to be for ugly surprise. Because the guys never told you that they could trade less than par, and they can, down 50 cents on the dollar. Don't believe me? Ask Bank of America. Bank of America just announced 165 
billion dollars of unrealized losses of government bonds on their balance sheet. That is called a shot below the waterline. Wait for some more. Wait for some more uh, regional commercial banks to mark to market their government securities and to mark to market the real estate, the commercial real estate portfolios are sitting on. Uh, I think you're going to be quite surprised about the bailouts we're going to have in the coming weeks ahead. This is Bidenomics. This is one of the reasons he wants to take the conversation away from what Comer found today on the direct transfer of money to him and all the investigations on everything about Bidenomics, on the inflation, on the spending, on the bonds, on all of it. And we know Bidenomics doesn't work because testing in the seven uh, Bloomberg doing polling in the seven battleground states found out that 65 percent of the American people, including Democrats, 65 percent of the American people hated the word Bidenomics, thought it had failed, made their lives miserable, did not approve of it. Only 14 percent approved. That's how successful it is. This is one of the reasons you're seeing the wag the dog that Biden's doing with another 80 billion dollars into the money pit, the money laundering pit of Ukraine. Could be back here at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Go to birchgold.com. Don't just get the end of the dollar empire, particularly the uh, the last, the fourth installment, which is the assassination of our prosperity starts from 1971, the weekend in Camp David, when Richard Nixon took us off the gold standard by an executive order that could be redone by President Trump. Make sure you talk to Philip Patrick and the team. Ask him about why has gold been a hedge for 5,000 years of man is, man's existence, recorded existence. Check it out. Think about it over the weekend. Okay. We're going to turn it over. Natalie Winters picks it up at 6 o'clock. Her show is going to be on fire today, the second hour of the War Room. I'll be back here at 10 a.m. live from CPAC. I'll see you then. Bring it on and I'll fight to the end. Just watch and see. It's all started. Everything's begun. And you are over. Because we're taking down the CCP. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that. Because you're a viewer or listener of this show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit JaceMedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, JaceMedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Solti. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. 
While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.